Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and stick it straight up all your candy asses! And you never let The Rock make his pancakes, did you? You wanted The Rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, but never pancakes. Go get me a cheeseburger. Go get The Rock a cheeseburger. No ketchup. You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for The Rock? The Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? Ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Let's get ready to podcast! Hanksy Banksy Rock Bottom is a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends put Tom Hanks in a headlock and are about to be choke slammed by Dwayne the Rock Johnson! I'm Sam Siegel and I can smell the rock is cooking, miniature elephant trunk roast, and extremely large fried ants. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, this week I am your great grandfather, or sorry, your grandfather that abandons the family. It's very sad. I am uh, that guy. I'm Luke Patrick. I am the other dumb idiot. Sam, what is up, my man? Well, first of all, I'm so happy to see my Zadie back in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you left so many years ago, Zadie, and uh, but you're back now. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. Been doing some adventuring. Yeah, I got stuck on an island and then built an entire fucking house in a tree uh, hmm. using no hand tools, as far as I can tell. That's, you know, you know, Zadie, it does seem that if you were able to build a house, maybe you could have built a way off the island. Mm, yeah, I kind of didn't want to. I was enjoying the alone time, if you know what I mean. And, mm. uh,. <laughs> Didn't really want to get back to my family until my family showed up at my doorstep and was like, hey, we're your family. And then at that point, you know, it's hard to shirk those responsibilities for a little Walden Pond sort of adventure. If you pick up what I'm saying. You do owe me a lot of birthday money. (laughs) Yeah. Back birthday taxes are crippling Mm -hmm. in this economy. Hey, I don't care, man. You've been you've been on this island long enough. I'm sure you you could scrabble together hell your own currency. Hey, I don't want to dive into the movie too early, but Michael Caine's character was on an island full of uh, or that has a mountain full of gold, and he mm-hmm. was there ostensibly for years, and he did not collect any of this gold. I think he did. I'm gonna tell you, I think he secreted it away like the Swiss did with the Nazi gold. Yeah. And he's just he's lying to the whole family about it. <laughs> yeah. Which would explain the new duds and the like motorcycle at the end of the movie. Yeah, and the trip to Cameroon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This dude's got serious cash in the bank. 
And I mm-hmm. think it has to do with that gigantic gold island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, it, so we should probably say, as uh, as is very obvious by this point, we did watch Journey the Number 2 colon the Mysterious Island. Yeah, a sequel, uh, if you yeah, can believe hey, it. How the fuck do you say the name? Is it Journey 2 the Mysterious Island? Yeah. Or is it Journey to the Mysterious Island? Uh, journey to colon. So I would assume Journey to the Mysterious Island. It's just that that. Pa- How long do I do the pause? Journey I- to <laughs> the Mysterious Island. I think you give it you give it space to breathe. So Journey to. That's too long. You've oh, done it too long oh, now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me give it a go let me go journey to the mysterious no it's too fast yeah that, that was too, too fast. fast that was too fast all right let me take another okay. crack at it journey okay. to the mysterious island i think that's it yeah i think I that's think you it. got it <laughs> this movie getting more name droppage than any other movie we have ever covered <laughs> well you know i guess it's the benefit of giving your movie a kind of shitty title yeah Involving a num- a numeral, uh, a numeric value uh, in your title is never a good idea. It does create confusion, as it did with us this week. Well, I mean, I don't think the number is a problem. It's it's our bad language. Mm, so you're going to blame English as a whole on this one. Yeah, because, um, because in German it would be... Hmm... <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Aufgaben 2 Die Mysteriosen Island <laughs> Nailed it <laughs> Yeah So I don't think Aufgaben's the right word I think that just means go out Yeah but You know what It's close But see it's Zwei Whereas 2 The like the Oh shit! What is that a conjunction? It's not a conjunction. No. What part of speech is two? It's a number. <laughs> no, 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 no. T O. Oh, T O. Uh, oh shit! We're educated. I don't know, man. What is this? A quiz? Yeah. Well, in German, that's zu. So you could, you wouldn't have the confusion with is it journey to the mysterious island or journey to the mysterious island? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a participle. I'm pretty sure. Participle sounds right. Yeah, don't at us. I don't actually care that much, which is hilarious yeah. given that uh, I do have a uh, most, let's say, five-sixths of a degree in creative writing. Uh, well, and, uh, my wife was an English teacher, so you'd think <laughs> between the two of us we'd be able to sort of... Suss this one a, out. It's not a preposition, is it? Might be a preposition. That sounds actually pretty pretty accurate again we're yeah. highly educated men <laughs> i have a master's degree mm-hmm. it's not in english but i do have one <laughs> you'd think i'd be able to tell you what the fuck part of speech to is yeah anyway we did watch this movie as uh, 2012's journey to <gasps> the mysterious island yeah and uh luke how is your watch i gotta tell you it was mysterious it was highly mysterious Ooh. this watch because yeah. here's what happened. I sat down on the couch. I booted it up. It's on Netflix, thank God. 
Yeah. And hey, mm-hmm. quick quick note. I, when I booted it up this morning, yeah. Net, Netflix told me it is number eight in movies on Netflix today. What? <laughs> that cannot be correct. Yeah, we can look. We can dig into that in a moment, but continue with your watch. I just need to get that in. Yeah, that's a wild factoid that you have, mm-hmm. and I very much want to verify that. Um, but yeah, so booted it up. I did consume this movie, all hour and thirty minutes of it, mm-hmm. and uh, mysteriously, it fell out of my skull. Sort of the minute mm. it was done. I don't know what happened. Like, you know, some stuff happened in this movie, and I have vague recollections of it, but for the most part, Sam just sort of, plop, fell right out of my skull. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I think it's an occupational hazard. Yeah. Of what, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. that's the most interesting thing I have to say about my watch. Otherwise, it was really boring. Sam, uh, mm, not yeah. not a not a whole lot to report. How was yours? Let me give you some context. Okay. So uh, last night, uh, wife and I uh, started watching the HBO Max original Starstruck, uh, oh, starring yeah. Rose Matafeo. It is a lovely romantic comedy series, um, with uh, written by Rose Matafeo and Alice Sneddon of Boners of the Heart fame. <laughs> Uh, for all you Little Empire podcast fans out there, uh, of which there's probably just one libertarian, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Just seems like about this, that. Yeah, the science indicates there's exactly one libertarian that's aware of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we watched that. We watched half of it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, there, well, there are only six episodes. Oh, okay. That's, that's pretty so, respectable then. So we watched three. We love it. Luke, I you'll you'll be proud of me. I'm really coming around on rom coms. Mm. My how uh, times have changed since the Tom I Hanks know. days. I know. It, they're getting me. I'm a fucking sap now. Uh but so so we watched that and then I was like, I wanna I can't, we can't blast through it tonight. That's too much. Mm-hmm. So then my wife goes, okay. Huh. And I said, well, what do you want to watch next? And we're cruising through HBO Max. And then she goes, we're going to watch all of Sex in the City. Oh, no. No, Sam, no. Why would you? You can't just walk into Mordor. I don't know, man. And here's here's the really puzzling thing about it. Uh, Because I am going to talk about Sex in the City uh, for a minute. Okay. If you'll indulge me. But and and look, my review is going to come with a grain of salt because Sex in the City is very decidedly not made for my wife or me. Yeah. Because she is a woman of color and I'm a white dude. We're both Jewish and we don't care about fashion or uh New York really all that much <laughs> or the fifth character. Status. Yeah. Yes. Or status. And we're not rich. Yeah. And so it does make for a sort of challenging audience interaction when it is made for essentially the exact opposite of us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all are not the target audience. Not Mm, even close. Not even a bit. So how was that watch of Sex in the City? How many episodes did you crunch through? Um... 
I think six. Holy fuck. <laughs> we watched we watched some this morning too, so so I still have a little bit of sex in the city sort of rattling around in my skull. Yeah. Like a like a rock in your shoe. Um it's not good. Yeah. It's here's the thing. Um because I know it's this like very important, like kind of groundbreaking show in that it showed like a lot of like independent women fucking how they want and like without shame and and all of that and and look i'm not going to disparage that what i am going to disparage is the concerning amount of sexual assault that happens in the first couple episodes that the characters are fine with yeah it's it's presented as a joke right yeah so both times uh so in in one episode a a guy that uh, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker is talking to shows her videos that he has taken of him having sex with models and she asks if they know about it and he said maybe which is the wrong there's only mm-hmm. one correct answer yeah. which is yes yeah <clears throat> wrong answer survey says and she just sits there and then asks him for a light for her cigarette which is eh, wrong answer. You call the police. Yeah, that's a crime. That's an actual crime. Yeah, full full blown crime. Uh, the other part that makes that particularly concerning to me, a person who has also been watching a lot of Criminal Minds. Yeah, is um, he's showing these on a bunch of different TVs, all kind of stacked together, that are all, I guess, wired into the same. VCR? <laughs> Let's say I it's guess. a VCR. Yeah. yeah. Or just a stack of VCRs if he's got multiple TVs. And they're all playing... Actually, it has to be a stack of sex tapes because they're all playing different different sex tapes. Yeah, this, so this man he's has... He's got a bunch of VCRs. He's got 30 VCRs and 10 TVs just in case. And so it's this cube of TVs all playing the man having sex with models most of which I assume are not aware of being filmed, which, again, very much a crime. And uh, he gives, he looks, he barrels his own camera at one point and winks, and I wanted to vomit. Mm, hey, that's a joke right there. That's what, uh, that's what we in the business call a good, good goof. And again, it, we've got SJP here just looking at it, asking t- for a light on her cigarette, watching... Uh, Every episode of Criminal Minds uh, version of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's already I, taken photographic evidence or video evidence. Yeah. I mean, we're halfway there. I guarantee there. if you go into his bathroom, he's got clips of all their hair yeah. just hanging out like next to photos of them. <clears throat> uh, and he, he's got a lot of hydrochloric acid to dissolve their bodies. Yeah. So that's, that is no joke the second episode. Hmm, starting off with a bang, huh? With a felony and lots of good laughs about it. And then episode three, at the very start, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, SJP, goes to hang out with uh, a married couple uh, of friends of hers. And she wakes up one morning, and the husband is just standing in the hall wearing only a t-shirt, dick and balls out, just drinking coffee, talking to SJP hmm. and she's 
looking at his dick, which is apparently approximately the size of a pepper grinder, which... <laughs> Jesus. He's um, got a third arm. It's just dimensionally challenging to <clears throat> me, uh, and I assume also his wife. Uh, and then she tells the wife that she saw her husband's penis, and... The wife is mad, and later SJP is like, I don't know why she was mad. It's like, well, one, because he's married, and two, SJP, that's a crime. Mm-hmm. He f- he flashed you. Yeah, also a crime. Still, mm-hmm. still not a goof. Pretty sure the needle on that one is swinging towards crime and not goof. It's, I mean, it's real challenging. The show's not very kind to women at least so far in the first season. Also, th- this is my last gripe about the show, and then I promise we can talk about Journey to <laughs> the Mysterious Island. Um, all the men that they say are fabulously attractive look like a brick fucked a fleshlight. It, they're just so <laughs> ugly. Now, have you been introduced to Mr. Big yet? Oh, God, of course I've been introduced to Big, famously portrayed by known, or I guess alleged rapist, yeah, uh, Chris Noth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's also, Luke, I'm going to tell you, he is described as the next Donald Trump, but more attractive. And, hmm. boy, that reference has not aged well. It has not. Also, seems like an extremely low bar in every, every sense of the word. Because yeah. it's like, oh, so he's just a more attractive fraudster with actually no money and spaghetti brains? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so, so folks, look forward to updates about my journey through Sex in the City, a show very much not made for me, and that I am essentially being held hostage uh, and, and forced to watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So important question before we move on, and we must move on. It is 17 yeah. minutes into this podcast, <laughs> and we've talked about SJP, who is not in Journey 2. Not <sighs> even remotely. The Mysterious Island, even a bit. <laughs> nope, but you know who is? Uh, who that? Charlotte York. Hmm, yeah. Yeah, she is yeah, up she, in this one. Yeah, she's the mom. Yeah. Is this what... Is is this the, the lead-in? The, the poison that, that got you sort of on the floor for uh, Sex and no. the City? Okay. No, because I watched Journey to the Mysterious Island this oh, morning. Oh, yeah, you did. I have my order mixed up. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Watching the Sex and the City uh, episodes that I did really made me excited to watch whatever the fuck Dwayne Johnson had. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, that's never happened to me before. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say about that. Uh, do you want the plot? Yeah. Okay. Here is here's the speed at which this movie moves. I'm going to let me collect my thoughts really quick. I'm going to try to deliver okay. this at the same clip as the movie. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is once again a stepdad. Going to talk about that. Uh his stepson whose name I could not tell you if you put a gun to my Sean. head. Sean, thank you. Uh, so Sean gets a message through the radio from his granddad telling him where this mysterious island is. Instantly, they're on the island uh, with Luis yep. Guzman and Vanessa Hudgens. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Gabato and Kylea. Ooh, god I damn, think. sir. That's that galaxy yeah. brain at work. 
I know. I'm working hard today. Yeah. So, again, pretty much instantly they're on the island. The island is full of big, big monsters and very, very small animals. Uh, they run into Michael Caine, who is his granddad, Sean's granddad. Uh, a series of things happens, escalating problems. The island is sinking. They have to go find the Nautilus, which is a submarine from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, because all Jules Verne novels are uh, literally exactly the truth. Um, mm-hmm. They find the submarine, they get off the island, immediately smash cut back to home in Ohio, where Sean and family are hanging out with Vanessa Hudgens, and Michael Caine shows up. They have a birthday party. Yep. It moves and about that fast, folks. It really does. And I I also apologize. Vanessa Hudgens' character's name is Kailani. Kailani. Well, I'm going to try to internalize that. But, Sam, I don't think the, the odds on that one are looking good. Oh, pretty low. Yeah. Pretty low. So, all that to say, Sam, what do you think of this movie? Would you believe, Luke, that I had a very good time? <laughs> what? I yeah. would not. I would challenge that on the stand, <laughs> sir. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Not in the least. I took, man, I don't know what it was, but I was glued to the screen. Damn. I took basically no notes because I was so into this flick. Um, <laughs> I had a really good time. I didn't even feel tempted to look at my phone. That's... I, I'm flabbergasted. The folks at home can't see my face, but I'm oh, I'm struggling with this one, my man. Look, I don't even understand it. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, you were you were bowled over by blockbuster hit Journey to <laughs> the Mysterious <laughs> Island in a way yeah. that I did not anticipate. No, because you told you told me you were in for a time. Yeah, and so I had kind of right before I fell asleep too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, uh, so I fell asleep. By the way, I had a lot of dreams about the podcast. Oh, good ones. Like where we're famous and, uh, our Irish listenership has blossomed even more. And now we're like mega celebrities in Dublin. It was specifically about us recording one episode in which I kept walking away from the microphone and mm. leaving the room. Mm. Hey, hasn't happened yet, but it might, it might it in the might. future. Uh, but so, so I went to sleep with, you've got a time coming for you. And I said, oh shit. And then I booted up this morning and like from the jump, Luke, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm into this. (laughs) And I think honestly, I'm, I, okay. Before, before I even give you my pitch of why I think I liked it. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, it wasn't the worst movie we've ever seen, uh, but I found it, uh, a reviewer called it aggressively uninspired or something to that effect. Mm. Um, uh, and that was sort of my take on it. I took a lot of notes. I do have a lot to say about this movie, but um, the dialogue was absolute trash. Yes. Uh, the acting was, the, God bless them, these folks were doing as much as they could with what they had, but what they had was not much. Um, and I might quibble with that. Okay. I, might quibble. <laughs> I I had an okay time with it, but I was a little bored through throughout pieces of it. But you know what? Fuck my negativity. Let's let's forget <laughs> that and let's instead pivot to Sam. Why in the hell did you enjoy this movie so much? 
let me tell you, man, I got, <laughs> I wasn't bored at all. And I think that's like a really distressing thing, having heard your breakdown of it. And I don't even necessarily disagree with anything you said. <laughs> and, and yet I was never bored. Um, and I think, I think what it is for me is that there's no cruft. There's no chaff. There's mm. no wasted shot. It's every every single scene in this movie exists to further the plot. Yeah. I mean, down to the point that I mentioned this earlier, but it liter- I clocked it. It literally takes 15 minutes from start in Ohio for them mm-hmm. to be on the island with two brand new characters that we pick up along the way. Yeah. Can I, I actually want to run through the beginning scenes of the movie. Okay. 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 To to show people how quickly this thing moves. Yeah. So we open on Josh Hutcherson riding a, a dirt bike through Dayton, Ohio, running from the police with some very bad 80-yard lines uh, <laughs> sprinkled in, I guess, his punch-up. I don't know. He lands his bicycle, uh, his his motorbike in a pool, is like arrested by the police. Dwayne Johnson shows up, is his stepfather, bails him out, and then takes him home and is like, what were you doing? Why did you break into the satellite array that everyone knows is in Dayton, Ohio? <clears throat> um, and then he's like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. And then Dwayne checks on him, and he's got this like sheet of nonsense words and he's like, what's that? And he says, it's a code. And then Dwayne says, oh, I won several awards for code breaking when I was in the Navy. Let me have a look. This is why you cra- broke into the satellite array, right? And he said, yes. And then he breaks the code. And then they start looking at Jules Verne books. And then Kid is like, well, I have to go to the Mysterious Island. It's near Palau. And Dwayne says, you're not going to go to Palau. And then Dwayne talks to Charlotte York of Sex and the City and says, I don't know how to be with him. I... You know, it's the only time we've ever bonded. And then he shows up in Josh Hutcherson's room with tickets to pull out. Yeah. This is all, if not pre five minutes, pre 10 minutes of this yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say pre pre five minutes, actually, because we got to go to Palau and get on the island and we've only got yeah. 15 minutes to do it. So this is the first five minutes of this movie. And it just moves and i love it for that yeah there's there's no like honestly there are emotional beats in this in this movie they don't necessarily land and that's fine but they don't hang around for long it's, no it's like it's a shared glance and then we are moving yeah uh which to me works because it gives the movie a sense of immediacy hmm. because is simply because uh, we know the island is sinking, and so there is a ticking clock on this movie. And so, like, the minute we find out the island is sinking faster than Michael Caine thought it was, the movie doesn't stop. No, it does move. I mean, if that's your metric, how quickly a movie moves and with, you know, no wasted shots, then uh, this one it rates pretty highly, I will say. Yeah. And honestly, it's kind of fun. I don't know. I like Luis Guzman uh, playing Gabato. Uh, he's yeah. He's pretty cool. I mean, he seems to exclusively exist in this movie to get gunked on. Um, <laughs> I which did, is fine. I did write in my notes that Luis Guzman is the only redeeming part of this movie. 
at one point. See, I really liked Dwayne. Mm. I liked Dwayne. I his his sort of rapport or lack thereof with Michael Caine, I thought was pretty good. He just mercilessly makes fun of Michael Caine. Michael Caine clearly hates him until suddenly they just respect each other and it's fine. Yeah. Sam, I just want to I just want to put a flag in the ground real quick and mm-hmm. say that you enjoyed Journey to the Mysterious Island. But then Fast 5, which is objectively a better film, <laughs> you could not suspend your disbelief for. What the fuck, Sam? Because simply because Fast Five makes the mortal sin of trying to have emotional moments in an action movie, and I didn't care for those because I, as we learned, hate Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, so this movie, by by dint of not having Vin Diesel or Sean Williams, Sean William Scott, isn't that his name? Uh, yeah, the the one that Dwayne killed in the rundown, and yeah. they just sort of spliced together footage. Yeah, exactly. By not having yeah. two of your your least favorite actors, uh, this movie is good. That's the math on this one. Uh, partially, yes. Okay. Okay, it does have a banging cast. Mm, yeah. 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 I mean, Josh Hutcherson, Peter Malark, we all love him. We all want to see him with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um. Uh. Michael Caine. You gotta love him. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Dwayne Johnson, uh, again, we love him. Uh, Luis Guzman, always good. And Vanessa Hudgens, I've not seen her in anything else. Um, (laughs) But she does a good job. I like her character. Everybody, hey, I don't want to come across as saying that people in this movie aren't giving it their all. They are. They're paid actors. They're here. They're doing their jobs. (laughs) Sam, Uh I just... Can I can I deliver a couple scenes to you and then have you justify yourself? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because one, this movie is pretty sexist. Uh, okay, I want to talk about that. Okay, but yeah, yeah. But continue. Um, there's a scene where uh, the kid Sean asks Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He doesn't ask. He's just like, okay, okay, hang on. Important premise of this movie: they're all stranded <laughs> on this island. They think they're going to be there for a couple weeks. Turns out they're not. Vanessa Hudgens' character is stuck on an island with a guy who is clearly into her and hits on her basically constantly, which, yes. can you think of a nightmare worse than being stuck on an island with someone who is a little predatory and hits on you constantly when you do not want this attention? Uh, I can think of one, and it would be brunch with the girls in New York City. <laughs> Uh, right now that that is sort of everything i do in my life now is oriented away from that anything that moves me further away from brunch with the gals Mm -hmm. in new york city that's the path i'm taking yeah completely fair uh but there's there's a cringeworthy moment where sean says something to vanessa hudgens and she's not having it as she shouldn't Mm -hmm. And then Dwayne The Rock Johnson comes up to give him some advice. Now, Sam, here's the exact advice that he gives to Sean. Yeah. It is yeah. It's three steps to wooing women, which is basically mm-hmm. how it's presented. If you want to get women, quote unquote, you need to, one, don't follow your instincts. Do the opposite of whatever your instincts tell you. Mm-hmm. Two, be sensitive because chicks dig that. And then three, pop your pecs. Which Dwayne The Rock Johnson does a lot. Now, Sam, you're saying that this is, quote-unquote, good dialogue. No. 
it's not. And and I will freely admit the dialogue in this movie, not very good. Yeah. As evidenced by the very bad ADR punch-up at the opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. It is, and folks, cannot describe to you this ADR how blatant it is. It <laughs> is like, extremely bad. They didn't even try. Um, no. So here's the thing. This is probably the worst scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Because it, it doesn't need to be there. This is cruft. This doesn't need to exist. And yet, I don't necessarily hate the advice. Okay. Uh, step one, uh, ignore your instincts, could potentially be good advice. Hmm. If your instincts are to constantly come on to her. Okay. Yes, I don't think that's mm-hmm. the message the movie is going for. I don't know. I don't know. We see Josh Hutcherson constantly hitting on her, and then Dwayne says, ignore your instinct, and then he does stop hitting on her. Yeah, it's true. He does. Uh, Two, yeah. be open and sensitive is just a good policy. Yeah, that's that's good advice. No one's arguing that. Being Being emotionally empathetic and available is great advice from yeah. you heard it from the lads first turns out yeah good stuff the peck pop of love was just sort of at a left field for me i assume the studio knew that Dwayne could do this yeah and said you're gonna do it and you're gonna do it for a long time and it's gonna get weird when he starts talking about how they need to be fed yeah that was a challenging moment for me okay yeah when you start <clears throat> when you start throwing berries at uh Dwayne's big old titties that are popping mm-hmm. um it's it's you say it's cruft I would say it is bad that it's a well, bad yeah. part of this movie uh, yes exactly and it shouldn't be there yeah. this scene doesn't need to be in the, it doesn't serve the plot cut it out <laughs> just like literally <laughs> any scene in Fast Five, where they're not driving cars or doing active crimes. Yeah. It's just, that's the problem I had with Fast Five. It's so long, and it didn't need to be. It could have been a car crash compilation, and I would have loved it. Yeah. Instead, Vin fucking Diesel and his giant fucking neck and his too heavy voice and his stupid fucking face was like, no, <laughs> this needs to have an emotional core. Does it? Yeah. Does it though? I'm just I'm really struggling with this one, Sam, because I did I did have a note in my notebook that says feed the rocks titties. Yeah, no, I hate it. I even wrote the feed them thing is weird. I yeah. didn't like the feed them thing. Him doing the peck pop of love, uh TM 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 and uh and saying you gotta feed him, they won't stop until you feed him to his stepson feels illegal. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> at, at a minimum, it is not how bonding should work. I don't know yeah, what Dr. If, Spock book he's reading, but that is not how it should go down. If Child Protective Services saw that, that kid, Dwayne is out of that kid's life. Yeah, for sure. Like airlifted by a helicopter, immediately yes. removed. Absolutely. Yeah. So so what's what's the other scene that you were going to present to me? as uh as a an issue in the movie. Okay. The the other scene 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of other scenes later where Vanessa Hudgens does, in fact, come around to Sean. And they do, like, mm-hmm. land on top of each other. It's a classic. They do kiss. Yeah. Uh, which is just bullshit after this guy's been, like, hunting you for the yeah. duration of the film. So I just want to point that out. But, uh, Sam, there's another scene where Dwayne removes a ukulele from uh, the daughter's backpack, from Vanessa Hudgens's backpack. Mm-hmm. And we do get him an extended scene of him singing to Michael Caine. Yes. And you're you're justifying this. I liked it. <laughs> you're insane. I've never been this angry <laughs> about the fact that you liked a movie. <laughs> I I so I guess I never really knew that Dwayne could sing or play the ukulele. Yeah, which apparently and he so, does he does do both and apparently he played the ukulele as a kid. So, who knew? Yeah. And um, apparently his family was very musically talented. Mm. Um, and this was also apparently his idea, and, and the studio liked it. Um, I liked hearing him sing. He's got a nice voice. Yeah, he uh, does. The lyrics are pretty stupid. <sighs> I'll grant you that. But the other thing is that I was kind of engrossed in that scene because Luke, I gotta tell you, he kind of sings like Elvis. Hmm. His hero, Elvis. And that's why it was fascinating. That's kind of why I was okay with that scene. Partially because I I just like his voice, but also because th- there was like a like a lilt or something that just seemed sort of Elvisian to me. Hmm. Elvisian, you say, mm-hmm. good sir. <laughs> yes. Ho ho ho. Um. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine, yeah. Sam. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't... You know what it is, honestly? I think I came in with no expectations. Hmm. And it's a pretty movie. They do, I think, actually some interesting world building in, like, kind of piecing together different aspects of, like, Jules Verne's, yeah. uh, like books yeah and shit because like there's the stuff with captain nemo and the nautilus and you know how this is actually atlantis and it sinks like i don't know for some reason that kind of worked for me yeah um i do i do want to harp on that for a moment i guess i guess it goes towards your point that there's no cruft in this movie but this movie is very on the nose so like in the beginning they arrive at the island again. We're 15 minutes into the film. We're on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see a very small elephant, and yes. uh, the kid Sean says basically, "This is how island gigantism works, where very large animals become small, and small animals become large, which is a thing." Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says something about, "Well, that's it." He foreshadows that. Literally two minutes later, we're staring at a gigantic lizard. Like this yes. movie is is or another scene when they're walking around a big ruins these ruins of a city and so I I turned to my roomie and said at this point it's Atlantis then they move a gigantic rock out of the yeah. way and it says on the floor like you do in a big city it just says mm-hmm. Atlantis Yeah look look man it is for kids okay <laughs> <laughs> Is it's, it? It's 
It's not, as you posited, Shutter fucking Island, where you gotta think about it. It is for children. Yeah. I guess so that's I guess that's a good lens to be viewing it's this not through. Gonna be a thinker. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know why I liked it. I do, I do want to talk about the sexism in the movie. Okay, yeah, let's let's dissect this cuz as mentioned, uh basically Vanessa Hudgens' character has two functions, which is falling off of gigantic bees and needing to be saved and mm-hmm. uh gro- uh grokking, not grokking. Uh, ogling her yeah so the handling of her character is genuinely bizarre because it's it's like two different people handled her character Mm, yeah because she is ogled by the camera she is of course in like um a tank top and very short shorts yeah uh the like one of the first shots we get of her is the camera zoomed in on her tits, which is just weird. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's this stuff about, like, you know, her falling for the guy who very creepily keeps hitting on her and her needing to be saved and all that shit. And yet, her dialogue seems like a completely different character because she's very independent. Yeah. She's, like, pretty sort of seems mechanically driven mm-hmm. uh and she's like very sort of brave and like just kind of does shit like isn't all like ew icky gross like she just like does shit oh yeah she gets up in the mix i believe at one point she even says a line something about how she doesn't need somebody's permission to do something exactly yeah and so that line and, and just kind of the other things that are seemingly written about the character versus everything else is so jarring. Yeah. Because it's like you have this, like, skeleton of a of a good female character. Mm-hmm. And then you ruined it by making it, ma- making her, like, this sexual object. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that was puzzling to me. Yeah, not a great part of this movie. No. Um, again, Luke, I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's not. <laughs> I had fun, though. Okay. Because yeah. because the movie at no point tries to be serious. Yeah. And it leans into that, and, and I think that's why it works. And that's why I didn't like Fast Five, because it does try to get serious with this thing... They drag a fucking vault through the street of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Why would you try to have any serious emotional beat in a movie where you do that? That's fair. That's fair. I don't know that I'm coming around to this movie, but I do I do see your perspective on this, and I am very yeah. glad that you had a good time with it, I will say. Man, I, it was so refreshing to just, you know, get up and watch a movie that I had sort of been ominously warned about mm-hmm. and then just have fun yeah just had fun awesome for man. an hour and a half now I, I do have some assorted thoughts okay um gabato had to know that he was gonna die in that helicopter i like the <laughs> helicopter that he flies is janky as hell and as as the helicopter's crashing he was like no not like this and it's like bud you had to have an inkling 
Yeah. That one day this thing was going to give out on you. Yeah, they do. I mean, he knows full well that he's getting in the shit copter and they're flying into a storm because everybody knows that this island that doesn't exist is basically just a big wad of storms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the other is um, really just a question that I have. Mm -hmm. Why are eels always evil? <laughs> I think it's the way they undulate. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just think something it's about that sinister. S- yeah, that serpentine motion that's very sinister. And plus, eels just—I mean, I'm going to come out and say it, Sam. You know, give me some space on this one, but okay, I'm gonna—I'm just going to come out and say it. Eels look a little fucked up. I mean, oh, I hate them. Yeah, you ever look I, at an I eel? Think- uh, unfortunately, yes. Mm-hmm. Wish I never had. Yeah, they're just like a big, a big undulating phallus with teeth, and it's yeah. no good. I think, I think it is fair to say that we all on this planet would be better off if every eel was dead. <laughs> I don't think that's too far a statement. No, vote for me in 2024 when I uh, run for the presidency <laughs> on a platform of kill all the eels and I will win yeah. in a landslide. Yeah, a global uh, program of seal, uh, not seal, seals are fine. Seals are Eel fine. Eel annihilation. Yeah, yeah, can't emphasize enough. Seals, totally fine. It's eels that we're, yeah. we're aiming for here. Yeah, seagull 2024 Eel annihilation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all this in reference to there's a gigantic electric eel uh, that they have to use to jumpstart the submarine uh, that's 180 years old because that makes yep. sense. Hey, man. It's sci-fi, okay? Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking sci <laughs> I did... I'm not even going to fucking lie. I loved the design of the Nautilus. Oh, you and me both. If this movie has anything, it is it is as you pointed out, pretty good world building, and the Nautilus ship design is amazing. That thing looks God. dope. You know, actually, there were a lot of little touches in this movie where, like, I whoever did like the set design or whatever the fuck you want to call it deserves an award because there's also um, Michael Caine and his very fancy sort of penthouse that he built for himself out of his boat mm-hmm. um, pulls. <laughs> pulls like a string and it lifts these little like wooden enclosures that surround jars full of fireflies yeah and that's the light and it's just like a real small but brilliant touch yeah those little touches are excellent it's just in a in the face of a gigantic wall of shitty dialogue makes sure, it sure uh, but it's fun yeah yeah i did you know, yeah did you know that Michael Caine played Captain Nemo in 1991's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I did, which I would have rather have seen that movie, I think. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. <laughs> and apparently, very many Netflix uh, users would agree with me, sir. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to win number, this argument, for sure. Number eight on Netflix. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Back from the Dead. When was this? 2012? Yeah. Ten years ago, man. Because I would, I would say Netflix is lying on this, but they have no reason to. <laughs> it's a movie that they didn't make yeah. from 2012. 
why would they lie? Why are so many people watching this thing? I don't know, but I guess it does bolster your point that you and an army of Netflix watchers are into Journey to the Mysterious Island. (laughs) I do. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. So we see kind of earlier in the movie when they first show the volcano on uh, the titular Mysterious Island. Yes. That it is leaking um, lava. Yeah. And this is this is a sign that it's going to erupt, right? I don't think always. Okay. To get to get real, to get real up in this podcast for a second. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure volcanoes can just do that. Yeah, I actually think that's oh. good because that means there's a lack of pressure buildup. Uh, cause see, I'll, I won't lie. I was like, oh, it's like volcano pre-cum. <laughs> and the. The the uh, the finishing of the job is is impending, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That very very soon that thing's gonna blow. Yeah, I do, I don't I think sometimes, but not always. But I'm okay. what am I a volcanologist? Turns out I, I am actually. Yes, I am Luke huh. Patrick, PhD, volcanology. <laughs> I, do you have anything else to talk about with this movie? I do, but Sam, we're going a bit long, so I think maybe we should uh, we should split for half a second. Is this is this our most controversial watch? I think yes. Where... <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that the one that you and I have been more at odds about is Journey to <laughs> the Mysterious Island. <laughs> Or at a minimum, it's flipping the tables somewhat in that you very much enjoyed a film, and for once, I did not, <laughs> which is, you know, usually I try to see beyond the veil and see the positives yeah. in a movie. I don't know what it was about this one, man. Well, if you ever want to venture back to Journey to the Mysterious Island, might I recommend that you watch like an hour and a half to two hours of Sex in the City first. Because <laughs> I got to tell you, it is a nice sort of amuse-bouche uh, to this one. Sets you up to be real hungry for literally anything else, yeah. including poison. That's completely fair. And I'm wondering how big an impact that had on your watch. But yeah. Oh, probably very large. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Luke, I actually, um, I have all this gold that was spit out by a golden volcano. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go trade that in for some rock stocks? Hell yeah, let's go do that. Let's go. Hey, Luke, uh, can you can you do something for me? Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, can you just throw off your straitjacket and grab your red yarn? It's time to come with me to the Conspiracy Corner. What? What? Sam? Sam? man. We're back. Oh, what the fuck, man? We're back in my lair. I'm so... I feel like I've just thrown on a nice, comfy (laughs) uh, blanket that I've had since childhood. This Mm -hmm. is... I am so comfortable and blissed out right now. So excited to be back in the conspiracy corner. Well, let me tell you something, Luke. I've got quite the conspiracy for you. Oh, please hit me with it. Dwayne Johnson isn't strong. Hmm. Okay, something taking a real hard stance here. Now, I am assuming you've got evidence. Uh, right now it's sort of preliminary. But 
uh, we don't see really a lot of Dwayne's muscles in general in this movie. Yeah. So that's one. Mm-hmm. But two, we also don't see a bulked up Dwayne Johnson until, I don't know, the the early to mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. And Luke, I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure that's around the same time that Halloween costumes started to get those fake muscles. <laughs> so the theory... If I'm clocking it, is that Dwayne is wearing one of these muscle suits? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, this is all prosthetics, is what you're saying. Yeah. It. He bought one of those Halloween costumes, or he just saw one. And yeah. he said, ooh, that could be good for my career. And so he went about to several different tailors and, uh, and textile experts and musclologists and said, please... Make me look buff without having to do the work. Yeah. And they they pulled it off. And then once he started getting really popular and social media became, you know, a big thing, he was like, well, I got to show people how I got this strong, even though I'm actually very scrawny and these are all fake muscles. Mm -hmm. And so he built a gym in his own home with his massive stacks of money, but they're all fake gym equipment. It's all fake weights. It's plastic. Yeah. Holy. I don't I don't think he does any of it. Which is an insane statement. Uh, I mean, I, I'm starting to see the truth in it, but that also means that in his fake gym, Dwayne Johnson is pissing in bottles for basically it's no all, reason. It's all part of the thing. Yeah. Again, he's he's so buff and he's getting so jacked, he doesn't have time to go to the, the pee-pee room, and so he pisses in the bottle and then sells that piss as Zoa Energy <laughs> Warrior Energy Drink. <laughs> Again, it's all part of the it's all part of the story, man. It's all cyclical. It's, it's all it's an Ouroboros. It's a snake eating its own tail. Let me tell you, I think this is the best fucking he is more skilled at at maintaining this conspiracy than I think Tom ever was. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Much better than Tom was hiding he was a serial killer cuz that one was made canon by Sleepless oh, yeah. in Seattle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. This, this is it. Mm. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna be searching out more evidence to point to the fact that Dwayne Johnson actually very weak man with just fake sort of Halloween costume muscles. Okay. That he that he wears. Yeah. Which hopefully, hopefully is true because if he ever hears tell that you've been talking out out of school about his mm. muscles, <laughs> and they are in fact real, you know that he's gonna come choke you to death. Well, here's the thing, Luke. Isn't this the ultimate challenge to pr- <laughs> to prove me wrong? So you've heard it here first, folks. If Dwayne Johnson does not come to my home and throttle me to death, my theory is true. Yeah, that's that seems uh, seems accurate to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, it's just kind of the preliminary part of the conspiracy corner this week. So oh, yeah, feels I, excellent. It's nice to be back. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, I I did need a little bit of a break um, because I was starting to see, you know, people following <laughs> me in cars. Um, you know, uh, McKenna had to take the red yarn away from me for a while. Yeah, it was it was a bit much, but uh, you know, I've had time to detox, and now I'm ready to talk about how Dwayne Johnson is a very weak man unless he comes to my home and kills me. Yeah, which. Might happen and would be pretty amazing press for the podcast 
if wouldn't that were it? to happen. <laughs> and, Luke, you wouldn't even have to split the profits. No. That's all you. I'm dead. I'd get all of them fat stacks that we're making uh, from our Patreon. Yeah. Go to HanksyPanksy or Patreon.com slash HanksyPanksy and uh, chuck us some money for some great content. Then uh, when Sam gets choked to death, I won't have to share that money with him. So. Yep. Yep. Um. So... This movie sets up a sequel. Yes, it does. If you will. Um, Which I am tentatively calling Jur 3 The Moon. (laughs) Now, important question. Do you have a colon in there somewhere? Yeah, it is J-O-U-R dash 3 colon The Moon. (laughs) Honestly, probably from the Earth to the Moon. Yeah. So Jur 3... From the Earth to the Moon. Can I give you one note? Mm-hmm. I think the three... I think we should spell out Journey, but the three should be in the final E. So it's so it's impossible to pronounce. Oh. Uh, Jern three... Three... From the Earth, from the to, Earth the to the Moon. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah, just a small note. I think for marketing, they're going to have an easier time if we make yeah. it utterly incomprehensible. Yeah. And honestly, probably looks better than Jur 3. Because <laughs> a lot of people, I think, are going to see that and call it Jower 3. Yeah, or Yora. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Your 3, the moon. Um, so let's talk about the plot of Jern 3 from the Earth to the Moon. Yeah. Now I see two ways to see in, in this economy. Mm-hmm. I see two ways to do this. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's the Jules Verne ticket where they could yeah, find a, yeah. an ancient rocket uh, from the 1800s and ride that puppy in a sci-fi sense. Or, mm-hmm. Sam, if you want to go to space, who do you call but good old Jeff Bezos, the bald, oh, see, the bald superhero say, himself? <laughs> I was going to say Elon Musk. Either or. Oh, either yeah. or, man. I think I have it. Okay. Hit me with it. I Okay. No one has seen Elon Musk for quite some time. And so everyone is, of course, much happier and cities have actual functioning public transportation. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the boy, Sean, starts receiving um, very complicated uh, Bitcoin receipts. Yeah, I think through Twitter, and, probably through Twitter. Yes. Yeah. And it's a code. And he finds out that Elon Musk is stuck on the moon. Mm. And so he and Dwayne Johnson and Luis Guzman, for some reason, uh, <laughs> all go to Jeff Bezos to take a rocket from the Earth to the moon. It's Jern 3E. From the Earth uh, to the moon. Now, we did leave out yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. Now, what is she doing in this She's movie? She's in college. Uh, She's in college, and... (laughs) She's making something of herself, people. She's out here hitting the books. She's going to be a fucking doctor. So help us. So, who do you think plays Jeff Bezos? I think it's Vin Diesel, my man. God damn it, no. They won't work together, Luke. Oh, you know what? Actually, I take it back. Vin Diesel's an obvious one. I don't think we go for mm-hmm. the obvious route on this one. You know who I think it is? Hmm. Alan fucking Alda. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Holy shit. Hey guys, thanks thanks for uh thanks for coming to the moon. It's me, it's Alan Alda. Can we <gasps> Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, yes, it's Alan Alda. But Dwayne Johnson's character's dad shows back up. Mm-hmm. And he's played by Alan Arkin. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. So many Allens. Mm-hmm. Just an explosion of Allens, each one perfectly tailored for the role. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so good. And I assume Michael Caine is back. Oh, He has yeah. to be back. Michael Caine's here for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Hey, actually, why is Sean's grandpa British? Hey, Man, why you gotta be so racist about this? Well, I just... Charlotte York isn't British. I mean... That we know of, Sam people can be born in places and then move to other she places. She doesn't have an accent. <laughs> and you know Charlotte York, born and bred New York City. Yeah, I mean... The guy does travel around a lot. For all we know, she could be Cameroonian. Mmm... I doubt it. Charlotte York would never go to Africa. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because she's a bigot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that part was clear. For sure. Just, just, you know, sort of laying that out there for some of our chilled child listeners. Yeah. All... Who shouldn't be listening. Yeah, all thousands of them. Thanks for listening, (laughs) kids. I... You you continue to mystify me, and you shouldn't be here. Yeah, we only had one family-friendly episode, and it weren't this one. Mm-mm. So, what do you? What else do you think happens in Jern Three from the Earth to the Moon? <sighs> Man, so we've got a great cast going. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about that, and mostly I'm excited to hear Alan Alda talk about boring a tunnel in Las Vegas because it's going to be boring for once. Wait. I thought Alan Alda was playing Jeff Beesbo. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I got him mixed up. I got my wires crossed. Yeah. Uh, hey, they're all shithead billionaires. So, yeah. you know. I Well, in this case, I'm very excited to hear Alan Alda talk about his good, good bookstore. Uh, mm-hmm. as, and not, not giving uh, workers rights. Yeah. Or time off to take bathroom breaks when they're making deliveries so they have to pee in bottles, much like Dwayne the Rock mm-hmm. Johnson. Um, and, and crushing unions. Yeah. So I think... I think what happens is we get their journey to the moon, and once again, there's tiny elephants on the moon. Ooh, okay. Are they pink? Can I, they be pink? I, yeah, sure. They can be pink. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Love a pink elephant on the moon. Tiny pink elephants on the moon, and I think Alan Alda is sort of friends with them, uh, okay. so we get that experience. But I think in, interspersed with this movie... I think we get cutbacks to. I'm changing it. She was going to be a doctor. Now Vanessa Hudgens is going to be a uh, a lawyer, and I think mm, there's okay. there's a parallel movie to this one that is okay. basically legally blonde. Okay. Yeah. So we're I'm going curious. to the moon. This is. There's Jules Verne shit happening, and then like mm-hmm. rocket takes off, smash cut to Vanessa Hudgens, uh, absolutely killing it in law school, being underestimated going to parties uh where she's okay. inappropriately dressed because people were were uh mocking her yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. i i'm i'm into it i like that yeah um now we didn't cast elon musk so 
do you think he even appears in this or do you think hmm. it's just sort of like a silhouette or do you think we should <laughs> cast him i think we should cast him and i think before they go to the moon they should go to him for advice and he has mm-hmm. fuck all to say because he just keeps talking about dogecoin and hanging out with yeah. kanye west yeah yeah he's a real shithead so who could play him because hmm. i have a i have a thought okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Casting's wide open for this still. Who do you who do you got on the hook? Real unorthodox, but I think it speaks to Elon's character, and that would be Martin Shkreli. Okay. Yes. Recently <laughs> uh sentenced pharma bro Martin Shkreli. Yeah, playing Elon Musk. <laughs> you know he'd show up. Just based oh, on would. that description alone, he'd be like, hell yeah, I'm playing a fellow peer. Yep. Yeah, I love Elon Musk because I, too, am an asshole. Yeah. Hey, uh, now I'm going to part the curtain a little bit. You told me that you had a bit of a theory about uh, uh, Sean. <laughs> and I want to know how this plays in uh, to his character in Jern 3E. <gasps> from the earth to the moon yeah so to part to part the kimono a little bit um so this kid's very into jules verne novels and takes all of them extremely literally which mm-hmm. is not an obvious step to take no so i <laughs> no, did <it> is not. <laughs> i did write in my notes is this kid a biblical literalist and i think the answer is a resounding yes yes i think since he's obviously taking whatever books are chucked at him as literal uh, he's clearly a biblical literalist. It was really challenging for him when he first read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because I bet he was like, where is it? Where's the factory? Yeah. I want the golden ticket. How do I like, get oh, a ticket? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James and the Giant Peach was even more difficult for him oh, to sort of... Oh, boy, oh, boy. Those rolled doll books, you know? He hated Jews, and he's creating a very challenging childhood for Sean. <laughs> Um, so I think it plays into this movie because a subplot in all of this is him trying to find evidence, possibly on the moon for the 6,000 year life cycle of the earth and evidence yes. against, uh, the yes. idea that there were dinosaurs that, uh, or rather he's trying to find evidence that dinosaurs walked the earth with man, um, mm-hmm. and that fossils were planted by the devil to mislead us. Uh, yeah. I fucking love this. This is going to be... Honestly, I'll tell you, I I love the plot of the movie. It does sound like I am going to hate it because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of cruft. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> sort of going the opposite direction of Journey to the Mysterious <laughs> Island by having a lot of extra stuff. Well, here's... I, I, yeah. Here's the deal, Sam. Here's how it's going to mm-hmm. work. We're going to keep the same pace. So the first 10 minutes of the movie, oh they're they're on the moon. And then okay. it's Alan Alda just sort of boringly explaining things. But we're going <laughs> to intersperse this with, one, the Legally Blonde style uh, cutaway shots, and mm-hmm. two, flashbacks of them doing various things to prepare for this mission. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, yeah. Um. Can we have the rock sing in this one too? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think he's the first man to play a ukulele on the moon. Yeah, and I would love him to do so. In, so in Journey Two, the Mysterious Island, he does do a uh, "What a Wonderful World" cover. Yeah, and I think in this one he should do a Space Oddity cover. Oh yeah, get some Bowie up in here. Yeah. I would love just an acoustic ukulele space oddity from from Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. From the fake muscled man himself mm-hmm. uh, delivering a space oddity. Uh, yeah, dude. I think we spend probably, I mean, we could probably allot 20, 30 minutes to that, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Now, I have an important question about the plot, and this is really going to determine the marketing. Okay. Does Sean find evidence of of biblical literalism on the moon? You know he does. Okay, so I think we go kind of the God's Not Dead route. Yes. And and kind of work with those folks. Yeah. And yeah. I want this thing marketed across the Bible belt. I want people showing up in masses. Oh, yeah. To see this very Christian movie mm-hmm. uh, about how the world is 6,000 years old. And T-Rexes were walking around with human beings. It is going to be sort of a challenging sell due to all the, I assume, socialist messages that we're going to have in there, considering that Elon Musk is going to be played by noted asshole Martin (laughs) (laughs) Shkreli. And that Alan Alda as Jeff Bezos is going to wax poetic about crushing unions and hating workers. Mm Mm-hmm. I think all that dovetails pretty nicely into a uh, extreme right sort of perspective on the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, round peg, round hole. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, shit, I think we've got a winner of a flick. I think we've got something. <laughs> we- <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll, you know, we can work up a treatment of this in probably a couple yeah. of weeks. I think it'll be, yeah, it'll be something. It will. Um, well, Luke, I do think it's time to leave Journey to the Mysterious Island behind us. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think we should probably look forward to next week. Okay. Uh, where we will be watching. Uh, let me find it. 2013's Snitch. Hmm. Uh, so what do you think Snitch is? Actually, have you seen it? I have not seen Snitch. Okay. What do you think it's about? So I think Snitch, for once, well, not for once, it's pretty much his wheelhouse at this point. I think it's a family mm-hmm. movie made by Disney. Okay. In which Dwayne Johnson is in witness protection because he is mm. a confidant of the, the police or the DA's office or whatever. Um, and so he's in witness protection down in, uh, Palm Springs, Florida Mm -hmm. and, uh, goofs ensue as he tries to maintain his identity and then maybe falls in love with somebody, uh, probably acts as a stepdad again for some kiddos because that seems to be all Dwayne Johnson's acting career is about. Yeah, Um, loves being a stepdad. Loves being a stepdad. Uh, yeah, so I think we're going to get a lot of shots of him, like, in some, uh, some tan chinos, like, grilling, and learning to jet ski and falling off a whole lot. Uh, just that sort of a vibe to this one. Hmm. Yeah. 
I th- I think that could be really good. Yeah, I think genuinely think that's a pretty solid movie, and someone should make that. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Now, uh, what do you, uh, what do you thinking? Snitch is going to be about. So I think Snitch is actually um, a failed entry in the Harry Potter universe. Oh. Where they tried they tried to graft the movie Hitch mm-hmm. into the wizarding world. Yeah, get out of my fucking skull, because that was my <laughs> backup answer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, Dwayne does play the titular snitch, uh, a wizard dating expert. Mm. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, I- yes, yes. They try, they bring back all our favorite characters, but the problem is the original actors did not sign on for this one because they <laughs> smelled the the failure of Mile Away. And so we just get like a Daniel Radcliffe lookalike, yeah. an Emma Watson lookalike, and the guy who plays Ron doesn't even, he just has red hair, doesn't even look like Rupert Grint, he yeah. just has red hair. I don't think um, that uh, they got the rights to the Harry Potter universe either. So you've got like <laughs> Henry Popper, and yeah, uh, and yeah, and they're going to uh, uh, pig zits. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows pig zits. What house are you at, pig zits? <laughs> yeah, welcome to pig zits school of uh, witchery and warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah this movie just keeps getting better and better the more we talk about it yeah i actually really want to see you do you know how fucking cool it would be to see dwayne johnson in the harry potter universe oh man i would cream my jeans are you kidding me god that'd be cool yeah he could have played hagrid i bet mm, yeah would have been about the same i feel like those yeah. two guys uh yeah mm-hmm. would have been roughly the same yeah, I mean, we've seen his ability to grow facial hair, and there are literally zero problems with it. Yep, none that I can think of. None. Well, uh, I I genuinely hope you're correct on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to watch your movie so bad. Yeah. But, uh, but folks, until then, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Hanksy Panksy. Go over there. We've got some cool stuff up there. Uh, we'll be putting the vote up um, for the movie that we'll be watching for February. Uh, that Actually, that should be up now by the time you're hearing this. So uh, go over there, chuck us some money, vote on a movie, and we'll watch it. Uh and write us a review. Really helps us out. Share us with a friend. And also, want to give a shout out to Tuck and Daniel. You're both great. Balls are huge. A lot of pubic hair. Um, <laughs> Luke, do you have a final quote? I do. And it's a new read on a final quote. So this wasn't how it was said originally. Ooh, I love these. Yeah, but it is. Do you know what I did in the Navy, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> oh sh- thanks for listening to another episode of hanksy panksy rock bottom we'll be back next week with 2013's snitch <laughs>